Radio Split Ranch. Hello and welcome to Radio Split Ranch, a regular visit with your favorite Capital Region radio DJs of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling, and when I'm not on the radio anyway. Before we get down to the premise and the reason for the title of this podcast, I have to express a great big thanks to the composer and performer of our theme you're listening to, Drew Jacobs. Drew uh, drew on the music from the golden age of Top 40, personality-driven radio, with uh, music borrowed from the 50s through the 70s, and he tells me he used all five thumbs playing this one. Uh, check out Drew's creative parodies at drewjacobs.com and quite frequently on the Dr. Demento Show on your favorite radio station. So why Radio Split Ranch? Well, the title is a tip of the cowboy hat to early radio pioneer Gene Autry. You hear him every Christmas time singing Here Comes Santa Claus and other favorites. Way back at the beginning of radio, Mr. Autry starred in a movie called Radio Ranch. And since I've been on the radio for over 50 years and live in a split ranch style home, well, now you know. And Mr. Autry, by the way, he went on to a pretty good career himself, uh, owning a number of radio stations over the years and uh, and an, even a baseball team. So his, his name will come up in conversation now and again with some of the great folks we're going to be talking to. Every episode of uh, Radio Split Ranch is going to feature an interview with radio heroes of the Capital District of New York State. These were people that in some cases were even influential in, in the me getting started in the business. These are the voices we enjoyed between the hits of the 1950s right on through the 70s with all their great personalities keeping us glued to our transistor radios while we pretended to do our homework or talk to our girlfriend or boyfriend on the phone. We're going to kick off our tribute to these influences on our adolescence with an hour conversation with Walt Fritz, who spent his entire working life in broadcasting, both on the air on the radio and off the air and behind the scenes on radio and TV. Walt and I met over 50 years ago when I went to work at my first radio station in Schenectady, New York at the age of 16. Uh, By the way, and this is my first plug of many throughout the series, I detail my entry into broadcasting in my memoir, I'll Have to Ask My Mom. It's available in print through Amazon and as an audiobook through Audible, where I actually include recorded pieces of my years on the radio. So you might have fun listening to that. So when Walt refers to the young Americans in our interview, he's talking about 1240 WSNY, where we met, where all the jocks were assigned names of young Americans, of course. Let's introduce you, or reintroduce you, if you will, to this great radio entertainer. We're going to play one of his commercials from his radio days, and you will no doubt recognize the voice of Walt Fritz. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown, New York, presents This Week in Baseball History. On April 2, 1908, the Mills Commission declares that baseball was invented by Abner Doubleday in 1839 in Cooperstown, New York. In 1939, the Baseball Hall of Fame opens in this scenic upstate New York village. Be sure to visit the Baseball Hall of Fame as it opens a brand new exhibit celebrating the life and achievements of Hank Aaron on Saturday, April 25th. The day will include special programs to commemorate Aaron's lasting impact on the game of baseball. Be sure to visit BaseballHall.org to get a full schedule of events for this and upcoming activities at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Come relive baseball's greatest thrills only at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. For more information, visit BaseballHall.org today. Come home to Cooperstown. It's closer than you think.
Welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, and we're welcoming Walt Fritz to the microphone today. Hello. Walt, have you always used Walt Fritz on the radio? That's uh, the first no. thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I had a horrible feeling that might come up. <laughs> uh, no, um, Jack Casey on TRY. Oh, okay. And um, was that the only one? Well, I, I used, uh, in another market, I used another name, but that's okay. you know, not... And and they gave us one at the station you and I worked at together. WSNY. Oh yeah! Oh yes, Paul Revere. Oh my God! How could I forget? How could that? you forget that? That's how I inter- uh, knew you. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the one of the great uh, causes for suicide. <laughs> that was that was a bizarre format. I mean, they they played uh, uh, fife and drums behind yes. the announcers, we except the... for the morning show. Uh huh. Interesting. He said, "Well, they need to hear me." <laughs> You know. he, he was the boss. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to that because I, okay. I would like to do this kind of chronologically, I guess. So tell, right. us, tell us where it all started. I just found out, as we were talking here before we started recording, that you're from uh, New Rochelle or born in New Rochelle? Born in New Rochelle. And uh, my father was in retailing, um, Montgomery Ward, Sears, uh, manager, general manager of stores, and moved around a lot. So okay. we were in uh, there about eight years in uh, Hamden, outside of New Haven, um, and then uh, to Allentown, Pennsylvania, where my parents were from, and then to Central New York, Auburn. Okay. And then uh, here. All right. All right. In so 1959. All right. So, when I was so you one were, year old. We moved you were already a nomad before you got into radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. already moving it's around the country. Retail nomad. <laughs> so, um, uh, what? I, I guess the, the the second question that that comes to mind, besides what names have you used in radio, is is why radio? Why on earth? What attracted you to this business, and when was that? In um, 58. My father was running a store in Auburn, New York, central New York. And it was a good-sized department store, but even the general manager did everything. So <laughs> one of the things he did was, much like radio, yeah, right. one of the things he did was a lot of the advertising. And we went one day, I was down at the store with him. Uh, we went one day to the newspaper to drop off some paste-up stuff, the way they used to do advertising, and mm-hmm. to... Uh, the radio station, WMBO. It was either MBO or AUB. They're the two Auburn stations. Okay. I can't remember which one. Uh, and when I walked out of there, I said to my father, that's what I want to do. And you were how old? I would have been 11. Well, we're right in the same exact boat. 11 years old is what happened to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I walked into a radio station, and when I walked out, I said, that's what I want to do. Then we moved here in uh, 59. Uh, finished uh, grammar school, junior high, and high school, and um, you know, listening to all the greats in the market, <laughs> and we uh, uh, went to um, a, a store opening one day, and I met the man, the, the man, the boomer, the boomer. Who and will come in, up in conversation with most of the people I probably interview? I'd say one thing in passing. Uh, Bill Edwardson was a great uh, AO, you know, adult radio disc jockey, and you know, pick anybody on picks who did the morning show. They were mm-hmm. all very good, but mm-hmm. for what he did, nobody, as far as I'm concerned, in this market was better than Boom Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was 
what he was made for. He knew what he was doing. He knew when to do it, how to do it, and he did it very well. <laughs> Absolutely. You told me a story uh, when I invited you to this soiree uh, last week. You told me a story about uh, working with the boomer briefly. Um, tell us tell us what you, know, you, what you said and then what he respl- replied with. It was great. This was at uh, Channel 6. Yeah. And uh, we had a production director there who wanted to put together some, a promotion director, I'm sorry, wanted to put together some promos for the um, muscular dystrophy telethon. Okay. And Joe, the boomer, would come over every year with his satin suit and the leopard skin lapels. And some (laughs) years it was the other way around. (laughs) And uh, his notes on three by five cards. You know, you knew what line was coming, mm-hmm. but they, it was it was marvelous to see yeah. this guy you grew up with on the radio mm-hmm. at uh, probably well into his 70s at that time, maybe even more, uh, doing uh, television for this telethon. So they're shooting the promos, and the only place that looked at all like a radio station was the audio production station for uh, WRGB audio production studio, studio yeah. because uh, GY and GFM had moved out by that time. Okay. So um, I walked down to the studio at night to do some commercials, and uh, there was an on-air light, but nobody ever paid attention to you know, the one that's outside the studio, which means you're not supposed to come in. Mm-hmm. It was off, so I opened the door. <laughs> and in there is the promotion director and the boomer. And he's sitting in front of a couple of tape decks we had, reel-to-reels, yes. <laughs> and uh, I interrupted a promo, and I felt very badly. And Tim, the director, said, uh, Walt, you know Joe. Boom Boom Brannigan's real name was Joe Motto. He says, you know Joe Boomer? And he says, oh, yes. And I just said the same thing to him that I said to you mm-hmm. about the best of anybody at what he did. And the Boomer looks at me and goes, Ah, Walt, the best friend my ears ever had. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he, yeah. At least he didn't say, hey, hey, kid. <laughs> exactly. Which was one of his favorite lines. Yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, yeah. Everybody in and out of the business have, have Boom Boom Brannigan stories yeah. because we just grew up listening to the man. Yeah. Well, he was the showman. Yeah, the market. yeah. In, in the market from the late 50s, probably, right through the early 70s. Yeah, uh, in, and then in the, came and then, back for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. stations. Yeah. But now in that in the heyday of Capital District Rock Radio, mm-hmm. he was it. He was it and we all uh, emulated him. Yeah. Something I picked up from him is <laughs> I noticed after listening to him for a few years that I'd hear some of the same lines every once in a while. Hard to believe. Hard, hard to believe that he would repeat <laughs> funny lines, but I said well, if Boom Boom can do it, I can do it. I st- I just started keeping you know them in writing, yeah. And I'd put them in a in a binder and and keep rotating. Yeah. And it would come back up maybe oh a year and a half later, a funny line would come back up that I'd use again. And yeah. I figured, you know, what are the chances that the same person that was listening, you know, two and a half or three years ago that you know, when I first said the line, now so, you could put it on computer and have it randomly select. The there lines you go. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he was he was just tremendous, wow. and probably everybody you interview, if they're being honest, will say the same thing. I agree. I agree. Yes. And some of us, uh, I, I never had the opportunity to work with him. Only met him once, and that was at a uh, an event that uh, another great name in the area, Joe Condon, held over at the uh, uh, Albany Institute of History and Art. They were doing a uh, rock radio. Uh, 
Uh, you know what it was? I think it was when the Beatles maybe 50th anniversary. No, I couldn't. I don't know. Whatever it was, you know, Joe had uh, had the boomer come in mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he was wearing one of his classic outfits. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a character, an unforgettable character. Did you ever you see the Cadillac? I don't think I ever did. A 62 Cadillac <laughs> with a 59 fin down the middle of the rear trunk, tr- <laughs> down the middle of the trunk. Yeah, yeah. And convertible. <laughs> classic. There you go. Just a classic. Yeah. Back in the day when the disc jockeys were our heroes, they were our entertainment, even more than TV, because we weren't able to, I wasn't allowed to watch TV in the evening until the homework was done. Mm-hmm. I just did my homework listening to the radio. And uh, and the, the boomer was one of them because he, well, and a couple of times was doing split shifts. He would do, you yeah. know, midday and, and you know, afternoon or morning and afternoon. I mean, they, they had them all over the place. So, yeah. Well, they think they were our heroes because they were something uh, compared to, and I, I'm not trying to be negative, but sure. compared to today. Whether it was good or bad, it was something. It wasn't just uh, a machine yeah, exactly. you know, or a talk show where all they do for four hours is talk over their co-host. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you can't yeah. hear either of them, but they, nobody seems to realize they, that. They don't care anymore, it seems, yeah. And if you're going and driving across to New York to Buffalo and you hear the first hour of a one o'clock afternoon show syndicated, you can hear the second hour in Utica. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can hear the first hour again by the time you get to you. There you go. It goes all across the country. Tis what it is, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that with a lot of folks along the way as well. So um, was uh, the Boomer an an early influence uh, on you? I mean, you're 11 years old, and you see a radio station and say, this is what I want to do. How long did it take you before you did it? Oh, I knew before that, when we were in Auburn, before we moved here. Okay, yeah. But um, we were in Colony, living in Colony, off of uh, Console Road, and uh, PTR, <clears throat> excuse me, has a very directional hat, directional signal towards mm. Boston, right. and the back end of that signal passed right over our house, <laughs> and I could pick up WPTR on my record player <laughs> that didn't have a radio in it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I picked it up on a phone in a new business I helped open one time just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. We had to put all sorts of filters in so that it wouldn't happen. Yeah, they were really. You you could pick up on your fillings, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, so some I'd, people. Yeah, I'd sit there practicing doing record intros and you know thinking I'm actually good enough to read commercials, and all of a sudden I hear WPTR coming out of my record player. It's funny. Yeah, that's a riot. But I just know I knew and, and yeah. never, never really did anything. Well, never really did anything other than broadcasting. Yeah. I mean, I did television. Yeah. Not on air, thank God. <laughs> uh, but I did television and um, and radio from the day I got out of high school until the day I retired. Wow, good for you. That was it. Good for you. Doesn't the the business isn't as good to some folks? And some folks aren't as good for the business, obviously, and don't don't last that long. So uh, that's pretty good to be in broadcasting uh, in one way, shape, or form. You know, your whole career. Yeah. Always tried to be versatile, and yeah. um, you know, the Channel Six, uh, GFM, GY uh, grouping on up on Balltown Road was great because there, if your little heart desired, you could do anything in broadcasting. Nice from running a camera to writing copy to doing a radio show to mm-hmm. 
being a janitor at a radio station yeah, if you exactly. wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, so where did it start? Because most people don't wind up starting at uh, WGY Radio. WSNY. Or, uh, well, it was, okay. Yeah. So when I met you in 1969, how long had you, uh, had you been there? Started in um, September of 65. Okay. So that was before the format change. You were doing yeah. uh, easy listening type of uh, music? That was when a, a, a gentleman named uh, Winslow Tiny Layton owned it. Mm-hmm. He had been, and I just stumbled across this. I don't know if you know this, but a few years ago in an FCC document. Why are you looking at that, Walt? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that uh, Tiny used to work in sales at GY. Okay. In the 40s. I'll be darned. And he put the, I think they put SNY on the air in 42. Okay. It was during the war. But it was 42. And one of the reasons was there wasn't a 1240 um, Rad station around. Ah. So they put on SNY, and he ran it. Steve Fitz programmed it uh, later after the war, Second World War. And then I went there in um, 65. We were playing Percy Faith and mm-hmm. uh, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And um, we, <laughs> we did a thing on... Um, Saturday and Sunday nights called the Wiedekin Concert. Wiedekin Chevrolet, uh, locally? I think it was Pontiac or at Pontiac. that time. I'm okay. not sure. All right. The uh, owners or someone involved with the company loved classical music. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that uh, AMC or MHT were doing it at that time. I'm not positive. If mm. they were, it wasn't the kind this guy liked. Gotcha. So he got SNY to do it. And for that, Mr. Layton didn't get a penny. But? He got a new Pontiac station wagon every year. (laughs) He hasn't turned that back in. Trade deal, I believe, is the term. I think that's what they call it, yes. And there, oh, Warren, there were some great, great people who worked at that station. Oh, yeah. And the memories, you know, I've worked at... Bigger stations. I've worked. I've made more money, obviously, mm-hmm. over the years. You have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was sixty-one dollars for a forty-eight-hour week when I started there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I the summer of sixty-nine that I worked seven days a week, which was probably illegal. Of course, they weren't eight-hour days. Yeah. But uh, I think after taxes, I was bringing home like forty-seven dollars. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, just, I can tell you who the secretaries were. I can tell you, you know, how the studio was laid out. Mm -hmm. There's other stations I've worked at, and and I had no idea. Now, were you on Lafayette Street the whole time? Yeah. Okay, station was there from, you know, at 65 when you arrived. They had moved the previous year. Okay, yep. And that's when they tore down, well, when they said they were going to tear down the theater. Yeah, right. On State Street, right around the corner, actually, from Lafayette. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, it was all the uh, Picot building. Picot building, yep. Yep, Yep. I remember it well. I I remember coming in one Sunday morning, and the door to the, uh, the main offices of the studio was off its hinges. And I walked in. <laughs> Whoever had been working overnights, I think I was coming in at six in the morning. Whoever had been working overnights had locked himself out of the studio. Uh, when he went to the men's room, which was down the hall and oh, yeah. outside the station, down the hall around the corner. Yeah. And so he busted the door down to, uh, to get back in. <laughs> 
and you know, I, I guess he figured the cost of the door was more than the, you know, the worth more than you know the, the yeah. loss of the job or something. I don't know. But, this was uh, the main door. This main was the, the main going into the office, not into yeah. the building, but into the office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. oh yeah, that was that was a kick. Yeah. <laughs> there are stories from from that place when uh, we had one guy who uh, had a band. He passed away recently. And he would do Sunday mornings after playing Saturday nights until two o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. the last call was back then. Mm-hmm. And then come down to the station and right outside the studios was a couch. And he'd sleep there oh. and set an alarm clock. But the shows were, mag- oh my God, the shows were different. <laughs> the, the, Mr. Layton, the owner, uh, didn't like anybody who was stylized singing. Okay. Johnny Ray... You know, yeah. Or, uh, so he got this thing in his head where he hated Barbara Streisand, and oh. you couldn't, you're not supposed to play Barbara Streisand. <laughs> okay. So the guy I'm talking about, Terry, is in the studio one Sunday morning and uh, playing records. And he had brought an album of his own in to listen to Barbara Streisand. Okay. So he mistakenly puts it on the air, mm-hmm. and the phone rings. And uh, the owner says, Terry, where did that come from? He says, I, I don't, it, was, it was here. I just, I just, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. He says, I want to hear that record break so it never goes on the air again. Whoa. So Terry, thinking quickly. Quickly, yeah. Walks over to the whole wall, an entire wall full of albums. Albums, yeah. Pulls out, you know, some. Uh, Montiovanni or yeah. something, yeah. And breaks it in half for the next 15, 20 minutes. Tiny is uh, yelling at him, don't you ever do that again, don't ever do it again. Terry's mm-hmm. just segueing records. Mm-hmm. And of course he segued the Barbara Streisand, <laughs> which he put back on the turntable. <laughs> That's perfect. That's the way it went be- before all the, I guess now all the music's on computer. Oh, basically. yeah, yeah. Oh, the stuff we got away with, the, the, the stuff that you did to me. In, in I the, did not. Uh, you did not. In in the memoir that I wrote, you take up at least a couple of pages yeah. of some of the things you pulled on a poor 16 and a half, 17-year-old kid who is just trying to, you know, be a star on the radio. And who's still lying about the facts <laughs> of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember no. one thing, but that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. okay. I'll bow to your memory. I'm older. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I uh, the, the, the memoir I wrote, I, I open up with this is, uh, you know, how my memory is. Obviously, you know, some things are going to be wrong. And it turns out that one of the chapters I wrote about the moon landing, the evening of the moon landing, Phil Blanchard was on the air with me that night he was editing the book for me and uh he said by the way that's that's not how it happened and i said well that's how i remember things and he goes no 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 and he corrects this corrects that and mm. you know he had a completely different memory than i did of the evening so it, it is obviously what we remember and i just remember you picking on me that's all but but that's what was fun about going to work is oh, that yeah. i knew i was going to have a good time with the guy that i'm taking you know taking the microphone from and then the guy that was going to follow me was also going to be in a good mood and ready to entertain and mm-hmm. and uh, we just they were just great days what i didn't understand is how when you did some of these things to me which was to try to interrupt what i was doing on the air how the boss never heard it all i had to all i could think of is that you checked his office to make sure he wasn't around he was still and, yelling at terry <laughs> <five years laughs> right ago. exactly yeah. you know? <laughs> 
But anyway, no, those were the fun days of, of radio, and everybody's got those stories from when it was all live. I never, and I can say this honestly, never had a day where I didn't want to go to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I can't yeah. imagine that yeah. working in a supermarket or a factory mm-hmm. or driving a uh, cab or Lyft or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never said, gee, I don't want to go into work yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Ever. I, I, you know, I've been lucky in that respect with radio, certainly. I always felt that way. Uh, but even after I left radio full-time, I really did have some great uh, uh, full-time jobs outside of radio. Some of them just on the periphery and some in broadcasting, but on TV. And I uh, felt the same way. You know, always, always wanted to get up the next morning and do it again. Yeah. 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 yeah it was a fun job. Yeah. So you were there as we went from, uh, I remember in 1968 when Bobby Kennedy was assassinated, you guys went to all this funeral dirge, you know, music. There was, there was no talk. It seemed like it was just all, all music. And of course the news, you mm-hmm. know, and the latest and stuff. Uh, and it was it was shortly thereafter, I think that it went top 40, didn't it? And in late 68, with uh, Don DeRosa coming in from PTR? I wasn't there when they switched. Oh, okay. So you were on and, on in, and off? Uh, Binghamton okay. uh, and Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. okay, so you did some things in, in between and yeah. came back I, to I was SNY. there three times, but okay. not when they made the switch. I got you. Three times, so yeah. you, you don't you never learn. Never. <laughs> well, I knew where the building was, so I mean, <laughs> Made it a lot easier. Car went there by itself. The car knew where the building was, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I was there, and and what I when I said before, I remember everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 65, 35, 55 years later, <laughs> uh, I uh, that that was the the first uh, time I was the first and second time I was there, which was uh, the Sinatra and yeah. I mean. Uh, Terry Lester, Steve Fitz, uh, Bob Hoyt, uh, Fred Ferradino. I mean, all these just great people to work with. The, the office, I can name the office staff. Wow. And I, but n- n- not so much in other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's just, I guess as a, you're still, you know, what was I? I was 17. I graduated high school at 17, so I was just over 17. And, I, you know, you're still a kid. And it sticks with you because for the yep. last seven years of your life, that's what you wanted to do. Exactly. You know, and now you're doing it. Yep. No, you and I are on the, on the in the same uh, on the same wavelength there. So, um, I, we 1969. I come on board and I, I met you, and I went part time after the summertime was over because I had to go back to you know senior year at, at Burn Hills. And um, it wasn't there. Now, I think you may have left actually even before I was uh, done there. So when did you, where did you go after you left SNY? When was that? GY. I thought so. Yeah. 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 Nice, nice step. Nice, well, yeah. 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 That's good. Um, what happened to GY was uh, right around that time. And I can't remember if it was 68 or 69. Um, they decided that they wanted to step out of the big band era. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was it was still it was a great station. It's fifty thousand watt clear channel with a yeah. signal that you know you could pick up in downtown Montreal in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, a guy called me, said they have a weekend opening. Guy I know, and I called the station and met with a gentleman named Don Brown, and Don Brown was brought in to turn the station from the artist I mentioned, into Tom Jones, Fifth Dimension, and so on over a weekend. Mm. And the morning guy, Bill Edwardson, said he refused to play it. Mm -hmm. And if they said to him, 
including who was then the, um, what would he have been, president of GE Broadcasting. At that time, they were local with the executive officers. Uh, said to him, Bill, you know how to play it? Find somebody else. He says, well, start looking. Wow. And on the last day, um, Edwards, no, about a week before, Edwardson announced that he was leaving, and um, which was a great move. He went to Cleveland, Cincinnati, much bigger market. Mm-hmm. And wherever Imus was, Cleveland, I think. think yes. Yeah, because yeah. Imus mentions him on the first uh, record, 12,000 Hamburgers to, to Go. To Go? Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. It, in between some of the cuts, they'd scan through Cleveland radio stations. And at one point, he goes, Bill Edwardson played that. Wow. You know? But anyways. Cool. Uh, so it was a great move for him. But he decided a week before that he should air his laundry on the, <laughs> on the air. And... Uh, they dropped him that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, they needed a weekend guy. And uh, Brown calls me. I went in, did an audition, and got hired. It was um, Saturday and Sunday nights. I went in at 3 and left after the TV news, after the TV movie went off the air when they signed <laughs> off. Because okay. they had to have a, an announcer in the building when they were on the air. Union shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that developed into a uh, copywriting job. And then I produced the news for seven years. Wow. With uh, Bill Duffy in the gang. Yeah. Yeah. Bob McNamara. Yeah. Uh, another great bunch of people. Don Decker, the news director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the all night show opened on GY. And I, had, I was tired of news. You know, it's the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Every uh, thing would change, but nothing would change. Um, so I took the all night show on GY, and about a year later, I moved to daytime and did uh, as production director. It means making commercials and right. uh, music director. And then we did the music magazine for uh, six years. Yeah, tell, tell me about how the music magazine uh, came about. I was doing a feature on the all-night show called the Music Minute. Okay. In other words, it just got longer and went from broadcast to paper. <laughs> no, didn't. But um, doing, uh, I wasn't really doing interviews at that time. It was just background uh, biographies and then a montage of music, about two, three minutes. And they sold that. So when I went to Days, they... Decided it would be a good thing, and they moved it up to an hour. Hmm. Cool. Sonny and Cher Bono got divorced during this week in 1974. They were married just under 10 years. Sonny was the composer of most of the duet's hits in the 60s, and we asked him which of his songs was his personal favorite. I think Sit Down, Kids. I, I, uh, every time I uh, did that song on stage, it just grabbed me. I mean, I, I, the, the lyrics just... Uh, were always fresh to me, and I was able to uh, to just rip right into those lyrics. It was really a, a significant song, and at the time, uh, I wasn't divorced, and uh, we were all a happy family. But but the lyrics just uh, and the music. I, I I like the drama of the whole thing, and the production of it. You better sit down, kids. I'll tell you why, kids. 
Um, and and you know, and you're talking it was the overnight shift, and they were able to sell it, or they were running it during the during the day. Both. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you got to interview some uh, some interesting folks because it lasted a while. You did how many of these suckers? Um, to say 150 couple. Well, 150? interview. No, it's more like 250 interviews, wow. but wow. Uh, six, uh, two, probably 1,500 shows. Wow. Our shows. Yeah. And maybe another three or 400 of the short ones overnight. Because mm. I was doing like two or three a night, different people. Ann Murray, who a couple of years ago swept the Juno Awards in Canada. The Junos are Canada's Grammys. She won for Best Record and Best Female Vocalist in a couple of lesser categories. Murray is one of the most successful female vocalists of all time, and she attributes part of her success to the fact that she gets to choose what she will record. Uh, there are only two people involved in the, in the song-choosing uh, area, and I think it's just myself and the producer, and I think that's the best way to do things. Because, you know, you don't want to sing anything you don't like. Because it's there for posterity. I cried a tear. You wiped it dry. Because that was easy. That was just writing. That wasn't tracking down interviews. Okay. Some, was somebody else doing that for you? or Okay. Um, well, in a way. Uh, the last question I would ask everybody I spoke to uh, is... Um, do you have a phone number for anybody else? Okay. <laughs> you know, and and that worked out. And then being music director, too, I had access to the promo people at the record labels. Nice. So that helped out sure. with the current stuff, mm-hmm. the um, 78 through 84 artists. Sure. Uh, Air Supply, Tony Bennett. And, uh, but for instance, Paul Cassidy, one of oh, the great yeah. radio people ever in this market, Absolutely. most creative, just incredible. Yep. And a good friend. Um, I, and we shared an office for a while and I interviewed, uh, Hank Ballard who wrote the twist Yep. and, uh, did a lot, you know, it, it was there at the beginning. I mean, long before Chuck Berry. 1952, the Annie records, and work with me, Annie, dance with me, Annie. That was rock and roll. No matter mm. what anybody wants to call it, it was rock and roll. So we do the interview, and at, he's living in Florida at that time. <laughs> when I first called him, because somebody else had given me his number, his wife answers the phone. And I told her who I was, and she was very pleasant. And I said, is Mr. Ballard there? And she goes, no, Hank's at the grocery store. <laughs> And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the guy that wrote the biggest record in rock history is at the grocery store. Sure. Doesn't he have people? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But at the end of the interview, I said, do you have uh, any phone numbers you'd feel comfortable giving me or call them and ask them to call me so we could interview them? Yeah, explaining, and it really helped the power of the station, the 50,000 watts Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. that. Um, and he says, yeah, let me look around here. I'll find something. So I hang up and 10 minutes later, I'm back in the office and the phone rings. Cassidy picks it up and he goes, production. Now, now who is this? (laughs) No. Why would you, why would he? No. Just just hang on. Puts it down and says, there's some jerk on the phone saying he's Hank Hank Ballard. Ballard. (laughs) And I pick up the phone and I go, 
Hey, Hank, how's it going? <laughs> Cassidy's jaw drops. <laughs> but, but he gave me, he gave me uh, Bo Diddley. And then Bo Diddley gave me somebody else's wow. number, and that's how it all... How cool is that? Yeah, it is. I never would have thought that. Maybe when we're done here, you can give me the phone number of another disc jockey, you know. <laughs> I think they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're yeah. the first of what I hope to be, uh, you know, people I can talk to for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a semi-regular basis here, but uh, um, I just thought that some of these stories need to be uh, recorded uh, before you know they're they're gone. Uh, I learned this lesson from my uh, grandfather, and when he was about eighty five, I guess I uh, interviewed him on video and got the family history that way on my mm-hmm. mother's side of the family. And uh, yeah, and and I've still got it, and the family has copies. And uh, in fact, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, anybody can watch it. And um, and it dawns on me that nobody's done anything like this here in the Capital District, which was a hotbed for some great. Folks that not only were, you know, popular here, but went on, a lot of them went on to even bigger and better things and larger markets, you know, that made names for themselves. Let me just say, it's great you're not doing these on video. It's, a, it's a <laughs> Well, I think of what my mother told involved. me when I was younger. I told her I want to be on the radio. She said, well, you got the perfect face for yeah. it. But I'm pumped. You know, every jocks use that line. But, um, but yeah. Th- get back to, if I could, yes, for just please. a moment to the GY changeover. Okay. Yeah, they were doing Don Tuttle as a farm report. They were doing a little country thing in the morning for the farm. It was a half an hour report at noon, which was a lot of rural information. Nobody else was doing it Mm -hmm. because nobody else reached the entire area. Exactly, yeah. Um, And Brown, Don Brown, uh, they changed it. They were playing Tony Bennett and uh, Sinatra and and, uh, Guy Lombardo. On Friday afternoon and Saturday morning, they were playing the Fifth Dimension. Mm, mm. Three months later, the first book came out, and they went from like an overall number three or four, because there was, there was, this was still the big time rock era. Well, sure. So the yep. PTRTRY, WABY, probably in there. Sure. Yeah. Young Americans and <laughs> yeah, the uh, SNY. Let's not forget yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> and they went in one rating book from number three to number one, twenty-four hours, seven days. Wow, there you go. So somebody somewhere made the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because uh, Don Brown, who another very good friend, I uh, haven't seen you know people move, mm. uh, but boy, there was a lot of people up there opposed to the change. Mm-hmm. And they blamed him. Wow. Well, I mean, what do you think? He just walked in and said, "Hi, I got to take over the station." Yeah, it's yeah. a coup. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. But, and I'm sure the phone uh, calls for a while were mostly negative. Uh, you yeah, know, that's what happens. Yeah, I yeah. was only there weekends, but oh, you heard yeah. stories. Yeah. And then uh, when I went uh, to do the copywriting, uh, I was there during the weekend uh, taking you know calls sometime overflow mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh my god. Well, it, it was brutal. It it was like what you hear today about why people leave jobs in broadcasting because they can't take it anymore with mm-hmm. the online comments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the phones were ridiculous when um, I was working at uh, WGY FM, which has been known as WGFM over the years as well, when it turned to the river, WRVE. 
And so we went from uh, oldies to uh, classic rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't a, a huge jump, but even just that little change. Right. And the first day I come in, I was part-time. I come, come in on a Saturday or a Sunday to do my shift, and... Um, and I, I couldn't believe what people were saying to me on the phone. You know, I, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing as the GUI change. You're fooling yeah. with their childhood. Well, there you go. You know, yeah, fooling exactly. With their memories. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But uh, it happens. It still happens. But uh, it's it's a very different situation these days. Um, so uh, so GUI. So you were with that group, and uh, they sold along the way, right? Or did you work for? Were were you there the whole time? GE owned them. Uh, mainly GE. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Toward the end, somebody else. 13, uh, uh, 13 and a half out of 15 years. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then a relatively small broadcasting company bought them mm-hmm. and was smart enough not to change a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it rolled on mm-hmm. for a while. And then uh, we had a program director who will go nameless. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what he was. Uh, decided that um, it's time to go talk. Yeah. And it wasn't the best talk you ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, a lot of AM radio stations did that. You yeah. know, some of the biggest in the in the country, biggest in the world, you yeah, know, at, did it. At that point, GY was a screaming number one. Yeah, yeah. So let's change it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm you know, Program yeah. director, uh, production director, music director. It's sort of management, but not really. And I would never have wanted to be in broadcast management because it's so fickle. Well, that's interesting because a lot of uh, folks get into it thinking that they, they eventually want to be the program director. I was one of those. I, I said, I want to be the boss someday. And then I eventually did uh, for the you know, short time I was in the business. Um, but, um, but you, you didn't want to go that direction. You were just, well, first of all, let me, and if I haven't already said this, I'm, I'm sure I've told you this face to face, but now I'll get on record with it. You're one of the, as he hits the microphone with his headphones, how many times have you done that? Uh, <laughs> um, you are one of the funniest and quickest wits that I ever worked with. And, uh, and it still holds true. We get a chance to see each other now and again and have lunch mm-hmm. and, and, and you just crack me up. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted you to be one of my first guests, because you, this is I, I learned from you. I, I I didn't mind trying you know some some one liners on the radio because I listened to you and how quickly you know you would do something, and so I just when you know when the mic went on I just let my mind take it where it went and luckily was was on target sometimes and probably stupid other times but but you're just always one of the guys that I admired for the quick wit that you had and that's. That, to me, is what radio is about, is to put a smile on the listener's face, whether it be the music or maybe a fun commercial that you're listening to or the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're mentioning their, uh, you know, the person's parents because it's their birthday or their anniversary, whatever. Uh, it's, to, it's to give somebody a psychological lift, and you always did that for me when I listened to well, you. I appreciate so, that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, Enjoyed it for so many years. So behind the scenes, well, you wind up going over into uh, television eventually, right? Or, or sort of at the same time? How, how was it working? Uh, General Electric owned all three stations right. when I went there in 69. And um, I was on the weekends doing a uh, about a four-hour news shift and then a five-hour on-air radio shift. And then the waiting for the, we did a little uh, sign-off newscast from over a slide, 
So it was a combination of everything. They had an opening in the newsroom. Uh, I had done news in Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and this was not an on-air position in the newsroom. Well, it was actually, because we were do- everybody did everything. We were doing radio news, but I was mainly producing. I gotcha. And that was before... What I'm, what we were just speaking about with the with the music magazine in the mm-hmm. seventy nine to eighty four period, I seventy eight to eighty four. I produced from uh, seventy one to seventy seven. Okay, the eleven o'clock news mainly. I did some weekends, but mm. mainly the eleven. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just I mean literally, and I told the news director I just got tired of it. Oh sure. Yeah, you know yeah. how many how many car accidents just change the names? Yeah, how many exactly. politicians who you you know probably lying to you yeah. but just change the names? Part of what chased me out of radio news, I did news out of college. Uh, well, I was still jockeying too. Uh, that was the fun again part about radio when when we were in full time in the early days. Is that sometimes you would do the morning news, then you'd come back and do the midday air shift. Yeah. So you'd be playing yeah. music, but you also did you know news. So I did that in a couple of places, then became news director at WGNA when they were first on the air. And um, I, to be very honest with you, knew how many um, times I could get away with saying somebody's name incorrectly and mispronouncing mm-hmm. the name of a country I'd never heard of before yeah. and stuff like that. And I decided, you know, I'm not having as much fun doing this. Those were the days, if there was ever a time I was getting up and not really loving it, it was when I was uh, you know, doing the morning news. And I said, I, I think I got to get back into jock work. So I did. Left, left town, came back and, uh, you know. Where'd you go? Kind of, I went down to Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, I mean, wow. I really left town yeah yeah elvis is hometown yeah yeah my uh, a college buddy of mine um that was running a station down there and he invited me down he brought somebody in from ohio and from um uh, florida and he was from uh, he'd been living in iowa had married a woman out there was in iowa and then me from new york and uh, brought us all into tupelo mississippi and we turned this little thousand watt uh, day timer uh into you know the number one station in town uh, unbeknownst to the uh, 51% owner who was using the station as a tax write-off, <laughs> you know, so all of a sudden we're making money and he didn't want the station to make money. So that's uh, when I decided it was time to leave. <laughs> when the general manager came in, he was the 49% owner, yeah. came in and said, stop doing what you're doing. Uh, you can play whatever you want to play and uh, don't say this, don't play that, don't do this. And so within a few weeks, I was back in, in the area and, yeah. and uh, came. After leaving as WGNA program director, I came back as WGNA 7 to Midnight guy. Yeah. Uh, two different names. I used my real name on the news, and I used Chris Warren on, on the radio right. as a jock. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why you didn't use your real name. Richard Nixon is not a bad <laughs> Well, name. you know, there was just connotation yeah. <laughs> after a while. <laughs> well, the great thing, I remember going to the GNA studios when they were in East, North, South, or West Greenbush up yeah. on the hill. In East the Greenbush, mansion. oh, that mansion. Oh, my oh, goodness, gosh, what a radio yes. station that was. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Nope. Uh, that would that was probably the best facility I ever worked for. The equipment wasn't, you know, I guess it was state of the art for what it was at the time. Mm. And we had some, uh, you know, good engineer at the time as well. But uh, but as far as the facilities were concerned, you know, a two hundred year old mansion yeah. with uh, you know overlooking the Hudson Valley, you could look down and you 
know, yeah. in, into Albany from there and, you know, see all the way to Amsterdam from up there. It was uh, quite the place. And we brought some country stars in there that just oohed and odd every mm-hmm. time they'd, uh, they'd come to town. They mm-hmm. always wanted to, you know, stop by and, and be at the station. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Speaking of facilities, I mean, you've probably, uh, you were working for a GE company. So right there, you've probably got good equipment and, and great engineers and, and, you know, top-notch stuff. But there had to be some stops along the way where, you know, didn't you do symphony for a stool once uh, at uh, SNY where you made the stool squeak on the air because you'd been complaining about the stool no, needing uh, no, needing a new one? I don't know if that was you or not, no, but I, I attribute no. it to you. Yeah. No, no, it was not. Not that, not that I remember. But, uh, I bumped my head that uh, <laughs> because I'd be on the phone with the GM yelling at me like, Poor guy who played the Streisand. Right <laughs> yeah, that's true. True. The, uh, <laughs> we did do the concert, the Weedekin concert. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, "Why?" You know, I didn't know if the equipment was good or bad because it's the only thing I ever used. But gee, why? I uh, in those days, the late seventies into the mid eighties, it's it was a country club. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you mm-hmm. wanted, they would get for you. Yeah. Whatever you needed, it would be there for you. Yeah. Um, Full support. I mean, just, you know, incredible support. We did a, um, they asked me to put together a, a top thousand of all time. Mm. And um, this is before computers. Oh, yeah. So it was all done on three by five cards. While I was doing production, while I was doing music magazine, and while I was music director. That, yeah, Not what the heck? Spare time. No, well, yeah but, yeah, but they filled it up for Lunch? you. Lunch? What's yeah. that? <laughs> uh, and at the end of it, it was it was sort of, it was different because it, it spanned eras. We did it from 50, 1950 until uh, 1980, I think it was. Yeah. And at the end of it, we offered um, people could write in and get a copy of it. Mm. No, it was just, and this is the difference. They didn't, you know, go out and put some submarine shop's uh, logo on it or something. It was just because it was GE, mm-hmm. and they didn't need to do that. Um, you know, we were, we were what, a millionth of a generator, you know, but it was still <laughs> the best facility yeah. in the area by far, maybe in the Northeast. Uh, so we put out the word on the radio that uh, you could get a copy of the Top 1,000. No matter how you print it, that's a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, expected you know to get a couple hundred requests. We had forty five hundred requests the first day. Whoa! The first day. Wow. I think I don't know. It was in it was in the tens of thousands, fifteen, twenty thousand. My lord! With like eighteen sheets, yeah. each of those. Yeah. And the, I'm walking down the hallway, day, <laughs> and the general manager, who was GM of all three stations. Stops me and goes, Walter, good, good, good go on that uh, top thousand. He says, don't ever do a top 2,000. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Cost him a bundle. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. yeah. It probably didn't make any, any money on that deal. But uh, but you knew what your strength was. You knew what you were, you know, that you had people out there. You know? Well, we did, we did it as an, you know, not as a, a music era. We did it as an age Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like people born from 40 until 60, 70, something in there. So we did 1950 to 1980, you know, crossing everything. But all pop stuff, you know, not not really big band. All, you know, the 
Patty Page, yeah, Doris yeah. Day, Tony Bennett, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Next uh, interview I do, I'm going to move the phone further away from this. Uh, are, are you hearing it ringing? The microphone's picking it up very nicely. Oh, okay. The phone I, in the house, I, I yeah. I can barely hear it. Yeah. And uh, my wife, who knows where she is, she's not answering it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what would what would you think, the, uh, maybe I already know the answer to this, listening to how you... Uh, you know, so profusely loved working at uh, for GE Broadcasting. Is was that you'd say the the highlight of of your years in radio was working in, you know for a company like that with yes. those three stations? Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing it and not having to go to New York to do it. There you go. Because yeah. I always tell people I was and so lucky. I never had to drive during rush hour. <laughs> or either either I lived yep. near whatever station I was working at. Yeah, you know, I never had to drive from here to downtown Albany every day. There you go. And a gun at my head. Now, please, <laughs> right. what a waste of time. But uh, I, I I just loved you know not having to do that and looking back on it, I love it more. Mm. Mm. You know? So well, that, again, one of the reasons why I'm doing this, I just love reminiscing about the days of mm-hmm. when radio was live and when uh, we were, you know, known as as entertainers, and um, and sometimes you, you know, you're you're in a store and you open your mouth and, and somebody looks at you and goes, I know that voice, you know, mm-hmm. they, they they know that you're uh, somebody they listen to on the radio. Would uh, would you have done anything differently? Along the lines, I mean, you, you weren't, you didn't really want to go to a, a larger market. Um, that may be the one thing I would have done differently. Okay. Uh, uh, I was offered a job. It was weekends in production at a station in Los Angeles, and I didn't mm. go. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and and there are some folks in this market. I'm I'm sure uh, everybody knows the story. I mean, Don Weeks was sought out by a lot larger markets, and he just decided he liked his family was here. He he was settled here, and he didn't feel like he needed to prove anything and and go on to a a bigger market. And exactly yet, the yeah. reasons I didn't go. Yeah, yeah. So um, you were you, you've been retired for a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, left. Uh, I'd gone back uh, to GY and RG, well, no, just Channel 6, in um, 95. Okay. Um, as technical, uh, off-air stuff. Yeah. Still doing commercials. That studio where I told the, the boomer story. Yeah. We used to call that the money pit. Okay. Because there was talent fees, and uh, we'd go down there and nice. do some commercials, and I was doing that. I was doing uh, in the production department, working. Bring home the quality, bring home the savings, bring home Grand Union. This week at Grand Union, Wise Potato Chips, 79 cents with coupon. Nabisco Premium Crackers, 99 cents. Bird's Eye Frozen Vegetables, 25% off regular prices. And Brawny Paper Towels, just 69 cents. And then I uh, retired from there in 07 and went to work for the state for four years and retired from there in 11. Very good. The Very work, nice. for, work for the state was still broadcasting. It was uh, doing uh, uh, audio mainly for the lottery drawings. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, for that's New York right. Network, which subcontracted yeah. the lottery exactly. drawings out of downtown Schenectady. Yep, yep. 
Nope. Rory, Rory Saplin and all of those people. Those gang, that gang. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Roy's uh, son Matt is still around and uh, oh, yeah. in in the Very business. Uh, yeah, he just yeah. Uh, TD'd the um, uh, Olympic Olympics. Coverage. Yes, yes, I saw that. Yeah, sat yeah. there for um, nineteen days, mm-hmm. ten hours a day. Yeah, not bad. Over in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. A little remote. Yeah, yeah, that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When you were doing the uh, lottery stuff, uh, some of the uh, uh, technical and camera people from uh, um, uh, MHT, where I was working, uh, public yes. television, they they came over and, and you yeah. know helped with that stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's when I uh, kind of caught up with you again. Found out yeah. that you were still hanging around and doing stuff. Still breathing. Cool, cool. And so, what has uh, retirement been like? Best job I ever had. Yeah. Best job you never had? Ever had. <laughs> ever had, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people that um, if I'd known it was going to be this much fun, I would have retired a long time oh, ago. Yeah. yeah, if I could have afforded it, of course. Yeah. But uh, and this is the first uh, serious uh, um, uh, hobby, if you will, that I've come up with in the three or four years that I've been retired, figuring I could really have some fun with this, do it when I want to do it, and... Uh, and uh, and and see what happens. So you're the you're the, you're the uh, guinea pig. You're the first guy that uh, uh, that I'm trying this with, and I, I, it didn't come out too badly, huh? It'll be good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, once I edit stuff in and out, you know, it, it might actually sound listenable. As we used to call it, clean it up. <laughs> clean it up, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I appreciate your time and uh, and and your memories, and I'm glad that we talked to you while you still you know had all the facilities and or is it faculties, I, whichever, um, you know that uh, that you could remember some of these stories and sharing them with us. And um, uh, I, I, you've, you've kind of, uh, it's interesting because I, I did write down some questions I wanted to make sure I got to. And the last one goes along the lines of what you were telling you, us that you did. Uh, do you have the phone number of anybody else? That, you know, and I put down here, who else should we interview and, and why? So if, if you were to be a, a listener to the podcast, who would you want to hear interviewed that uh, you'd like to know more about uh, you know, their life and broadcasting here in the area we're talking right now we're talking regional people you know in in the greater capital district that's a tough question warren because you're going to hurt somebody's feeling no (laughs) no not at all i've never cared about that Uh, (laughs) no um i i see so many of them yeah yeah um i go to um two specific radio tv lunches Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh one is mainly uh uh Ball Town Road, Channel right. 6, Folks from, so, yep. and the other is the one that you're pretty much in charge of, mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. various local radio people. Yeah, Bob so, Cudmore I, and I, actually. Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> you, you, you see most of these nuts. Harry Downey always used to sit in the studio and go, well, Bob Cudmore. He said, <laughs> why are you tapping his hand, Harry? And he goes, well... That's what Bob does, Walter. <laughs> and every once in a while at the lunch, Bob will do it. Yeah, yeah. But Isn't he's that a great crazy. Guy, great story. His column in the Gazette mm. is the best newspaper column in the market. Yeah, yeah. It just it not only tells the story; it's all about Amsterdam, mm-hmm. Montgomery County, Fulton County. Right. Not only tells the story, but paints a picture of the story. Yes. Oh, he's a great writer. Great Absolutely person. great writer. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, I I. Couldn't come up with any because I, I either see the people, yeah, or they've passed away or yeah. left the market. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, some that have left the market, I'm probably going to look into and yeah. see if I can, you know, find some folks like yeah. that. 
Um, I, I, I want to, there, there are certain folks that I know will sit and do this with me here in the, uh, in the radio split ranch. And there are others that I may have to twist their arm a little bit. And there are some that just, you know, won't do it. They, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not big on talking about themselves and that's fine. That's fine. But, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a guy who I'd love to hear from, he's not local, is, um, on, on IMIS's radio show and television show, uh, a newsman, Charles McCord. Charles McCord, and, yes. Uh, he just vanished. Wow. And I'd, I'd love to hear yeah, where he is, where, where he is, what he's doing, yeah. and you know the old-time stories oh, of yeah. Amos, yeah. Uh, the ones you could broadcast. Yeah, right. The ones you could put on a podcast. <laughs> well, even. you know, that's the fun part about the podcast is we don't have to worry too much about standards and, and stuff like well, that. Well, then I can tell that story no, about no, no, you. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> however, I am going to draw some lines. I see. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I, I would really like my uh, granddaughter to be able to listen eventually. I mean, she she yeah. doesn't you know give a crap right now; she's eleven, right. you know. But eventually, she may have fun listening to some of this stuff and learn about what her grandfather did. And well, I wish you the best of luck with it. Well, thanks. It's, it's it's a neat idea, and yeah. you're you're very good at it. Well, and, thanks. Uh, I hope it rolls on. Yeah. Well, thank you for being our, our guinea pig and for your time today. See, now you can go edit all this stuff out. All those, all that coughing that you did. Have you yeah. seen a doctor about that? Uh, today, actually. <laughs> See if I can get an appointment. <laughs> Thanks, Walt. You're very welcome. Thank you. Radio Split Ranch. How cool is that? Thank you once again to uh, Walt Fritz for spending some time with us and being our, uh, our guinea pig, as I said in there. We've got a lot more to come. I've got so many friends in this business that I've uh, connected with, reconnected with over the years, and uh, we'd like to bring them all on here. And we're hoping to do it on a monthly basis with uh, Radio Split Ranch. Thanks again to Walt for that chat. Um, I hope to do a little better with the mic placement next time around. I do apologize for that. It sounded a little hollow at times, but it's just my den here in my house and uh, it's not a professional studio, so these things do happen. We, we hope to get better with that as we go along. And uh, one correction to make. Uh, toward the end of that interview, I mentioned to Walt that I had left the area to get back into jockeying. So I left news, went to jockeying, and then came back. When I left, I left as news director from WGNA and then came back as the evening disc jockey. Left as Chris as Warren Garling, came back as Chris Warren, and uh, worked there for uh, another, gosh, 10 years or so. It was crazy. Yeah. So that's just a little correction in there that I'd only caught after I listened back to this. A couple of things we're going to do on a regular basis here also with these interviews or, or with the podcast anyway, is um, keep track of how many radio stations each of our interviewees have worked at. I mean, wouldn't that be fun? Because uh, in order in this, you know, in this business, in order to step up, you usually had to go to different call letters or a different market. And so uh, Walt tells us he worked at eight different call letters in his career. And that's a long career. So eight isn't a bad number at all. There are going to be others that are going to tell you more, I think, along the way. So we'll keep track of that. Keep a running tally each uh, episode here of our uh, Radio Split Ranch. The only thing we're going to do, uh, I hope, is um, uh, use up some of of, or, or maybe not use up, but uh, share with you some of the 50 or so CDs I have uh, you know, digitally transferred of uh, air checks that I have from my career for the last 50 years. Now, some some of you are just going to say, okay, I've, I had enough of this, and you're done. And that's fine. Goodbye. See you later. Um, but if not, if you want to have some fun and listen back to some of the fun that I've had on the radio over the years, I'm going to try to pick and choose some of the better stuff, although 
That's also relative. Um, we're uh, going on this very first episode to go back to October 19th, 1991. We're talking 30 years ago when um, uh, WTRY 980 AM at the time was Oldies 98 uh, WTRY. And there's some interesting information in this one where they're about to change the way things are done at the radio station. So you can listen to that. You'll also hear a voice you maybe haven't heard in a while in the market, Peter MacArthur doing the news on WTRY back in 1991 so enjoy the following if you want if not hey as i say we'll catch you next time around in the meantime don't cry because it's over smile because it happened the matchup is a history-making one since it features two teams who finished last the previous year I'm Alex Gramling. Here's the WTRY Weather Watch 98 forecast. According to meteorologist Bob Kovacic, uh, variable cloudiness, a few showers today, breezy, high 58. Clearing for overnight, Saturday night, low 32. And then a sunny but cool Sunday, high 46. Right now, 41. Clear skies at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. Chris Warren. WTRY, the oldie station. Pretty eyes of men. Eleven spoonful, little summer in the city. Four seasons before that had it right. Dawn coming up, 1964. Here come the Orlon. They'll be followed by the American Breed, and later on this hour, little Anthony, the Beatles, Paul Anka, Beach Boys, and more. The greatest hits of all time are on the oldie station, 98 WTRY, with the Searchers. You walk into the room. There's Looking Glass on the first and official oldie station, Great 98 WTRY. Brandy, you're a fine girl. Not a bad drink either. 1972. Also heard from the Searchers. Hadn't heard from uh, them and doing this song anyway in quite a long time. When You Walk in the Room from 1964. Also heard the American Breed, Bend Me, Shape Me, Orlines, Did Don't Hang Up, Love and Spoonful, Four Seasons Got Us Started on a Saturday morning with Chris echoing loudly in his earphone. They really turned this up, didn't they? Well, that's okay. Just uh, feel good on a Saturday morning and a great weekend ahead. We got a double shot of Dick Bartley. We do that every weekend at 98 WTRY. In addition to his Rock and Roll's Greatest Hits show that happens tonight at 7 o'clock, he also has American Gold Sunday afternoons. You've heard about this? This week he's going to be counting down the 10 biggest hits of the Mamas and Papas as well as the top 10 for this weekend back in 1967, plus artist interviews, some of the greatest hits of the golden age of Top 40 Radio. It's all on the next edition of American Gold with Dick Bartley. Happens tomorrow afternoon at 3 right here on the Great 98 WTRY. Dunkin' Donuts. Prices may vary in Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. That's okay, so do I. Here's the Weather Watch 98 forecast according to TV 13 meteorologist Bob Kovacic. A mix of clouds and sun for this Saturday. Right now, clear skies, 41 at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. Let's kick off a gold rush, at least five great oldies in a row. WTRY's gold rush means more oldies back-to-back. Paul Anka, 1959. From the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Also heard from James Brown, Beatles, Jackie Wilson, Little Anthony. It's another WTRY gold rush. We've already had our five in a row. How about we add uh, three or four more to that as we keep it rolling. On the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Here's Simon and Garfunkel. Buckingham's on the oldie station. 1967. Hey, baby, here are the Beach Boys. 
98 WTRY, the radio station for oldies, news, and weather. Set your radio to 98 WTRY. 6.45, Saturday morning with Chris and the Spencer Davis Group. The Vogues and their debut single from back in 19... Uh, what year was that? Gosh, 1965? Yeah, about this time of year, actually, 1965. On the oldie station, 98 WTRY. They were from Turtle Creek, Pennsylvania. Got together in high school back in 1960, and by 65, they were riding on the top. That was uh, a top ten song, as was the three others that they released over the next few years. From the oldie station, 98 WTRY. also heard from uh, the Beach Boys, the Buckinghams. We threw in uh, Spencer Davis Group in there, and Simon and Garfunkel, all that good stuff. On the oldie station... Why not? It's a Saturday morning. Chris is on the radio, and he usually does anything he wants to do. You might want to look into the medieval fair. That's happening at the Gothic Cathedral of All Saints on South Swan at Elk Street in Albany uh, this weekend. Started yesterday, continues today. Crafts and food from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Adults just $4. Seniors, students 12 and up, $3. And children from 3 to 12 are just $1. And for more information, we've got a number you can have right here, 476-WTRY. Did you know that cars... Special restrictions apply! Hey, you want to keep it down? I'm trying to sleep. The WeatherWatch 98 forecast, according to meteorologist Bob Kabachik calls for a mix of sun and clouds today with a clear skies. Sun coming up at WeatherWatch 98 WTRY. WTRY. 1970. Well, I certainly hope so. How are you this morning? Pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Now that I see the sun is uh, about to rise outside. That looks like something quite awesome, doesn't it, yes, out there? Yes. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I like that. And glad to be back in the Northeast. Went down to uh, Disney World for the week last week. Is that right? Took the family down there. Yeah, yeah. Had a, had a great time. Uh, the, How's uh, Mickey? Uh, Mickey's doing fine. Good, you know, you can, you can mouse yourself out down there. You really can. No, you can't. You can over-mouse it. Uh, by the end of six days, after seeing Mickey Mouse at, at every turn, at every Orlando intersection, you know, there's something right. that says, you know, Mickey Mouse t-shirts on sale, you find yourself thinking about designing a better mouse trap, you know? It's, it's weird, but you do. Chris Warren. W-T-R-Y, the oldie station. Gosh, didn't that sound un-American? I hope it didn't. I really didn't mean it that way. Neil Diamond on the oldie station, 98 WTRY from 67. Thank the Lord for the nighttime and Saturday mornings. Or, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be able to stand here and make a fool of myself. I also heard from the Supremes, Where Did Our Love Go from 1964. How are you this Saturday? Glad to have you along. Chris, hanging from your earlobe until 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, I believe J.C. Hayes will be in at that time. But you never know around here. I mean, I just heard we're going to go FM, too. Yeah, and actually, you, you heard that announcement a couple days back. Yes, we will. And it won't be too long. And we'll have more details as we get closer on that but uh, you'll be able to enjoy all your favorites in, uh, and all your favorite uh, personalities as well in FM Stereo. More about that as we get closer to it. Something happening a little bit more immediate is tonight at WTRY as we present Rock and Roll's Greatest Hits with Dick Bartley, and he's got the best of Gary Lewis and the Playboys. I didn't realize how many hits these guys had until I, I looked in a book a few moments ago. That'll be fun tonight in the spotlight. And, of course, your favorite oldies by request at 1-800-543-8181. That's Dick Bartley with Rock and Roll's Greatest Hits tonight, 7 o'clock on the Oldie Station 90. WTRY. WTRY with Newswatch 98 on the hour. A 24-hour service for the Capital District from the Oldie Station 98 WTRY.
Four tops on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Good one for a Saturday morning. I'll be there 20 after 7, 7.20. And what do we got going on? A lot of stuff this weekend that you're going to want to get involved in. How about the Bishop McGinn Booster Club sponsoring their craft fair and flea market? Say that five times fast. That happens today from 10 till 4 at Bishop McGinn High School on Slingerland Street in Albany. More information, you can call us here at 476-WTRY. Quaker Oats. It's the right thing to do. Well, thank you, Wilford. Here's the Weather Watch 98 forecast according to TV 13 meteorologist Bob Kovacic. A mix of clouds and sun today. With a, right now, we have uh, partly cloudy skies, 42 degrees at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. Chris Warren, WTRY. Good morning. WTRY. Oh, yes, things have changed a bit with that news thing, you know, so you're not saying as much at the end, and I'm not ready, you know, and, and also at the beginning, you come on a little faster than used to be, so I'm thinking... I'm not ready for that, I'm so. throwing switches here and having grand time, but so far, nobody's caught on, so why did I open my big mouth? How you doing this morning, Peter? Very well, thanks. Are, are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited? Um, what would I be excited about? I'm glad you asked me that question, <laughs> <laughs> about going on to the uh, FM as well as the AM. Oh, I'm very yeah. excited that, about that. This should be good. Yeah, we're going to have an FM spot on the dial, and you'll be able to hear uh, a lot of our favorites in uh, stereo. It's going to be great. And of course, this means that the air talent here gets paid double, right? Yeah, I've heard something about oh, that. Oh, okay, good, good, because I was about ready to call Merv and you know yell at him if that didn't mean we were getting paid <laughs> double here. So I, I would think it's, uh, of course, being on two signals at once, it would make sense that we would double the pay. Right. <laughs> right. Chris WTRY, the oldie station. Chad and Jeremy, 1964, on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Also heard from the birds from 65. Turn, turn, turn. And you got it all on a Saturday morning as Chris hangs from your earlobe until 10 o'clock. Glad to be here. WTRY. Thanks for joining us here at the Drifters from 1960. You can go to last dance for Playing the music you grew up with, 98 WTRY. Beatles 1969 and something on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Good stuff. 10 before 8 o'clock. Also heard from uh, the Beach Boys, Barbara Ann, and the Drifters did Save the Last Dance for Me. Chad and Jeremy and the Birds all this half hour so far on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Uh, winning lottery numbers last night. I had a phone call. We will should definitely share this with you. You might be a billionaire and you'll share it with me. Uh, 586 was the winning New York number last night and the win four number was 2620. Okay, got those? That's 586 and uh, 2620, and the uh, name is Chris Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. Just make the check out if you, know, you want to share it with me. That's fine. 98 WTRY, inviting you to join us tomorrow morning as we go cruising America with our good friend, Cousin Brucey. Tomorrow, he's got Tommy Rowe, Ray Parker Jr. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, former Beatles drummer, Pete Best, speaking of ghosts, and many others. It's great mu memories blah, 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 and the best music ever made. I'm cruising America with Cousin Brucey this Sunday morning, 10 o'clock clock on the oldie station 98 WTRY. W Use only as directed. Right, because the stuff really won't wax your car very well. No. The WeatherWatch 98 forecast, according to meteorologist Bob Kibachi, calls for a mix of clouds and sun today. Right now, though, 42 and sunshine at WeatherWatch 98 WTRY. Remember WTRY. Your favorite oldie. 
WTRY. Right. Mike hurt himself. Right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> no convenient. fight. Yes. How convenient with everything else that's going on in his life. Oh, goodness. You were talking earlier about um, uh, GE and their environmentally sensitive uh, garbage you could uh, you could send over to them. Right out. Which isn't too far from here. That's, you know, I mean, as the crow flies, we can get to the R&D center right across the, uh, the Mohawk. <laughs> yes. Here, which is right over there. Well, that's good. I, you know, paints and automotive fluids and that sort of thing. I wonder if they'd accept some of the old Marty Robbins records we have here. <laughs> I, I think hope they, so. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Chris Warren. WTRY, the station. All right, I'm just kidding. I had to pick on somebody, so I picked Marty. You know, I'm, I'm sorry if you're a Marty Robbins fan. Don't write me, please. Sonny and Cher on the oldie station, 98 WTRY from 1965. Baby, don't go. We got a lot more to come, including from 1968, Paul Moriart next. WTRY, often imitated but never duplicated. We are the Capital District's oldie station, 98 WTRY. Here's Elton John, 1974. The oldie station, 98 WTRY, there's the king and the you're the devil in disguise. Also heard from Elton John, Benny and the Jets, excuse me, and Paul Moriad, Love is Blue. On the Oldie Station, Saturday morning with Chris. Glad to have you along. We've got a lot of good stuff going on this weekend that you should take advantage of, like the Boston Spa American Legion Annual Fall Craft Fair to benefit the Boston Area Community Center. That's happening today at the, uh, let's see, the Boston Spa Middle School on Route 67. That's just two miles from the village. Crafts, paintings, holiday tournament uh, ornaments. Let's try that right. Holiday ornaments, yes. And jewelry and more. And it all happens 10 till 4 day. Free admission, plenty of free parking. And for more information, you can call us here at Studios 476-WTRY. Rolling. Here's the Weather Watch 98 forecast according to meteorologist Bob Kovacic. A mix of clouds and sun today with a couple of showers. You're 42 degrees now and sunshine for the most part at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. Time to wake up. Good morning. 98 WTRY. This is Peter MacArthur for 98 WTRY. Looks like a gorgeous morning outside. It does. Have you noticed that the fall colors are especially brilliant this year? Really, you know, gorgeous. And they seem to be mm -hmm. hanging on a little longer, too, than, uh, than normal, except on my front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you uh, do any leaf raking? Do you have a place that you have to rake? I, I rent, you just, rent just for the purpose of getting away you from rent. that. I'll rent you a rake if you'd like. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm inviting everybody over to my house today because we're going to play a new game. It's called Try to Find the Lawn. <laughs> it's under there somewhere. I know it is. Chris Warren. WTRY, the oldie station. Beatles on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Here comes the sun. We got some today in and amongst the clouds. Also got the Temptations next. Say, give us a button. We're AM 980, 98 WTRY, the Capital District's official oldie station. Here are the Beach Boys. Wouldn't it 
Family Station, 98 WTRY, and that Kentucky rain from 1970. There's Elvis. Uh, where are we here? About 9, shy of 9 o'clock. That's a time natural, and you can join the armchair quarterback at O'Brien Monday night for Monday Night Football at Garcia's. Our sports director and uh, morning uh, co-host extraordinaire will be giving out some great prizes, asking football trivia questions, along with drink specials and 98-cent appetizers. Don't miss the excitement of Monday Night Football at Garcia's Central Avenue and Colony with the area's foremost sports authority. I think he wrote this. Ed O'Brien from 98 WTRY. Okay, settle down. Who's going to back you better than Sears? Here's a WTRY WeatherWatch 98 forecast. According to meteorologist Bob Kavacic, a mix of it right now. 42 in sunshine at WeatherWatch 98 WTRY. Great in the morning. WTRY. Seasons on the Oldie Station, 98 WTRY. Also heard from Sam Cook. You send me classic from 1957. On a Saturday morning with Chris, how are you this day? Glad to have you along. We've got some uh, good stuff coming up this weekend, including a double shot of Dick Bartley. We get that every weekend, of course, in addition to his Rock and Roll's Greatest Hits show, which happens tonight at 7. He's also got American Gold tomorrow afternoon. This week, he'll be counting down the t uh, 10 biggest hits of the Mamas and Papas. That'll be fun, as well as the top 10 for this weekend back in 1967. Plus artist interviews and some of the great hits of the golden age of Top 40 Radio. That's all on the next edition of American Gold with Dick Bartley. Happens tomorrow afternoon at 3 right here on the Great 98 WTRY. Hi, we're nightclub. 98 WTRY playing non-stop solid gold. 98 WTRY. Buddy Holly, Ravon on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Also heard from the Spinners, that rubber band man from 1976. Bobby Darren did back the knife from 59 as well. 22 after 9, 922 Saturday morning with Chris at 98 WTRY. The return of the WTRY office party is here. Yes, hurry up, fax or mail in your lunch request for up to 20 people. And then every Thursday morning, Adams and O'Brien in the morning choose an entry and bring a party platter from the deli warehouse right to your office on Friday. Send in your office name, address, and number of people in your office to WTRY. WTRY Office Party, WTRY Road, or make that Schenectady, New York, 12309, or you can fax it to 785-4747. All brought to you by the Deli Warehouse and the Great 98 WTRY. Radio. Prices may vary in Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico. Hey, so do I. The Weather Watch 98 forecast, according to meteorologist Bob Kovacic, mix all 53 and sunny at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. The on the oldie station, 98 WTRY, where the crystals from 63 are going to hit your ear right now. WTRY. Actually, both your ears, really. As long as they're both working this morning. WTRY with your favorites from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Let's go back to those swinging 60s, dancing in the street. The oldie station, 98 WTRY, got you in a dancing mood now, I hope. Here you go, Beach Boys, dance, dance, dance. We danced in the street with Martha and the Vandellas. Only good when the light is red, okay? And uh, Temptations before that, Crystals, Vogues, Beatles, all on the oldie station, 98 WTRY, a Saturday morning. So it must be Chris. And following Chris, it must be JC. And I keep telling him, stop following me, but he does anyway. Go ahead, say something. No, that, uh, every time you pull the microphone down, no, that it was makes my back. Oh, was it? <laughs> I thought it was the microphone stand. Tough night's sleep. Yeah, yeah, I would say. So you enjoyed your Disney World vacation? I enjoyed my Disney adventure. I mickeyed out, however. You can take the ears off now. Oh, thanks. I think I'll do that. Then. They vary in Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico.
That's okay, so do I. Uh, the Weather Watch 98 forecast, according to meteorologist Bob Kovacic, calls for a mix of now 53 in sunshine at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. The only station, WTRY. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always wanted to sing along with that, but uh, now's probably not the time, huh? Now the microphone's open? Okay. Say, we got to get on out of here, put a cork in it and all that stuff. We'll catch you next Saturday morning, bright and early at 6 o'clock. Well, at least early. J.C. Hayes is next, after the monkeys do Valerie. Bye.